This is a news laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Hafta. अंग्रेज अपना लगान और न्यूज लॉन्ड्री अपना हफ्ता कभी नहीं भूलते वे आर बैक दिस वीक अभिनंदन सेक्रेटरी इज अगेन मिसिंग इन एक्शन ही आई थिंक ही इज जस्ट मे हैव लैंडेड फ्रॉम बॉस्टन एंड ही बी बैक नेक्स्ट वीक दो and have i'm sure you have plenty of stories to tell us from oh, i heard visit. something different What? i think he's not coming back because he had invested some money in the punjab national bank <laughs> <laughs> being a punjabi yes. and he's on the run on like the mr run. modi nirav modi <laughs> for those of you who have a mischievous mind anyway so we're here and uh, we have a really special guest with us but before that i'll introduce our regular panelists we have anand ranganathan with us hello Anand Vardhan. Hello. Uh, Atul. Hi. And we have a very special guest with us, Arthi Tikku. She's senior assistant editor with the Times of India. She's been a journalist for about fifteen years. She's worked with HT. She's interned with BBC and the UN. And she's a really uh, interesting voice on Twitter. She often gets bashed by the left and the right both intermittently. <laughs> <laughs> one week she upsets one uh, uh, set of people, the other. They uh, call me odd and even journalist. Yeah, odd. <laughs> oh, exactly. <laughs> So we have with her, and we hope uh, we'll get to uh, hear uh, fascinating stuff from her. Uh, I'll just uh, do and a little. And I have to add, she's one of those rare, probably the only Times of India journalist who actually critic is critical of Times of India as well. I don't uh, know how she keeps her job, which is <laughs> and didn't get fired. <laughs> and hasn't gotten In these fired. times, yeah. it's tough. I, I think the impression about Times of India is really misconstrued uh, on social media and even otherwise. Hmm. Times of India is a very liberal, open organization where you actually have freedom to speak your mind. I am part of the editorial team, and we often uh, do. introspect about how we function as an mm. as a brand as an organization and as a uh, journalistic uh, but, you but know. they have a really strict social media policy no that's what i have like i've read multiple uh, well, like uh, you have to say one handle should be toi et one handle should be personal the proof of the pudding is in eating right <laughs> uh, the fact that i am on mm. social media and i openly talk about issues and mm. take positions on um, you know politics mm. and economics and also media itself yeah um, so the, the key would, thing being the media because yeah, often that's what gets journalists in yeah, trouble yeah i think you My, know i have a theory mm. the theory is that arthi has some dirt on से <laughs> 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 Uh, far left to the far yeah, right, yeah. and you It's have good business. Yeah, if you yeah. have if you have Sagarika Ghosh on the one end, there is Arthi Tiku on the other <laughs> end in <laughs> some ways. <laughs> by the way, you've been blocked by Sagarika. Uh, right? Yeah, so we, she's blocked News Laundry also for some reason. Oh, she has. She's blocked blocked News Laundry the handle. Because oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so I don't blame her. Some of the things we've done with her. So I would say nasty. that you know, uh, there's a wrong impression about Times of India. We are really and fundamentally a very 
very liberal and open newspaper. Mm-hmm. But that's true also with the brands they have. Like you do have a Mirror now and you do have a Times now. But I think it also makes great market sense to cater to all sorts of people who are out there. It's good business sense. And they're good businessmen, I think, essentially. Uh, anyway, let's get to just uh, the news, uh, the things that we'd be talking about. The news that dominated newspapers and TV news was a terror attack on an army camp, uh, Sunjuwan military station in JNK. We lost five army personals in the attack, one civilian, 10 people were injured, six of these people were women, one of one was pregnant. So it was a really dastardly and very, very, uh, I mean, it, I think it really shook up uh, a lot of people. On the back of this, there was a lot of controversy as always. Politicians jump in, they say, they do what they do. There was Mehbooba Mufti's remark uh, where she said in the JNK Assembly that you need to talk to Pakistan. That generated a lot of heat in Delhi media, got differently covered in Kashmir, uh, newspapers in Kashmir. You had OVC saying that uh, the men who had died were Muslim Kashmiris. So that also created some controversy. On top of that, there was the RSS controversy where Mohan Bhagwat at a rally in Bihar said that we just need three days to be battle ready. So all those things, it was just, I think the whole, uh, half of the week just went into all this. Uh, Prime Minister Modi was visiting West Asia. He's pledged $40 million uh, to the Palestinian development. Uh, We also had a wink that took over the internet (laughs) and upset a few uh, young boys in Hyderabad who felt that Islam was threatened by this wink. Yeah, they seemed young. Yeah, I saw their mid- pictures very proudly. Mid- they were uh, clicking their pictures with the police yeah, complaint. Mid age crisis, wale sab log the the police complaint were all young. Then the subsequent Maulanas who made it to television were all <laughs> midlife crisis guys. So that also uh, dominated some news. And there was a PNB scam which involves Neeram Modi, who's done a lot of jewelry for all these. Uh, like the only time I hear his name is when these like stars the defense, get married. Defense calling is a very big showroom. It's a very big showroom. And there are many holdings. Yeah. Hain. Jindring or these uh, are... Like, yeah, What's really the company's big. name? It's called Zero Modi. Zero Modi as yeah. a brand. Yeah. Like a jeweler shop. Like they're holdings all over South Delhi. I've never heard of this. Hmm. Yeah, they're like holdings. Yeah. Hmm. And uh, finally, there was a lot of rumblings in the media also. A journalist from India today was sacked. She claims that she was sacked because of a tweet. The owners, of course, have a different story to tell. But this opened up a lot of questions on how free a journalist is really to criticize size the industry and uh, you know also uh, the whole it led into a very petty sort of a twitter war Uh, so we'll discuss all that but we'll come to Aarti first you're from Kashmir and uh, let's talk about the news coverage I watched a lot of television news Uh, that's what I do (laughs) I actually don't watch television news (laughs) which is why you're sane (laughs) but every time uh, something happens in Kashmir and it's almost every month now some terror attack uh, some casualty or the other it just gets reduced into uh, I mean there's rarely any conversation on what the solution is or forget even solution is a large thing to think of but the coverage is just Pakistan Murdabad Hindustan Zindabad that's about it. What what is what what is your impression of the coverage? Oh, well, I would say that you know, uh, Indian television news uh, is a very different format from Indian print news. Hmm. Uh, television has followed the uh, same uh, trend as you see in the West, uh, left versus right, and it's very high decibel. Um, Thanks to Arnab Goswami, we also invented our own uh, genre of, you know, news uh, plus opinion. Mm. Uh, Earlier, you know, television 
coverage of Kashmir used to be just reportage. Now, uh, more than reportage, you actually have opinion. Hmm. It's constant, you know, 24 hours a day. As a Kashmiri, and what do you feel about? I mean, as a journalist and a Kashmiri, what do you think about all the opinions that are thrown out? Uh, I, I think somewhere it is, uh, it was essential because uh, for a long duration, the narrative on Kashmir was so lopsided and so um, in favor of, in a way, appeasing uh, the militants, also in favor of appeasing the Pakistani side, mm. that... Um, I think this has this uh, high decibel coverage or high decibel opinion that we hear is going to slowly and gradually bring in an equilibrium of sorts Hmm. Um, in the sense that, you know, people have to start thinking that, uh, no, you cannot... Uh, pacify or appease militants in Kashmir, but punish them in the rest of the country. Mm. Uh, if a Maoist is, you know, uh, is, is committing violence and he is uh, taken to court or he uh, gets killed in, an, in a counterinsurgency operation without uh, any, you know, hysteria or without any slogans of Muslim uh, victimization or, mm. uh, you know, uh, say Naxal victimization, Uh, The same principle should apply in Kashmir as well. You cannot have double standards uh, for stone pelters pelters in Kashmir and stone pelters in uh, in Haryana. Hmm. Uh, A lawbreaker is a lawbreaker. And therefore, you know, that narrative uh, needed real change, real (laughs) shift. Um, And I think think TV has affected that shift. Uh, The only fear here is that it's it might take uh, this narrative to the other end, end. and uh, which is not good for um, a democracy like India, where we have various groups and you have to collectively take the country forward. One thing I would like to ask Aarti, she's there, is let us say, Aarti, that Pakistan acts on quote-unquote terrorism and uh, all the terrorism that, that is being sponsored by Pakistan vanishes. What, and then we get to talks with them. What would what does Pakistan want from those talks? What uh, do they want? I don't get it. Uh, well, the thing is that uh, you are making a huge leap here. Yeah. You are saying that Pakistan stops right. cross-border terror, and I, uh, <clears throat> as a student of international relations, uh, and as a student of political science, uh, believe that. Pakistan actually will not uh, stop cross-border terror simply because it's uh, a sub-conventional warfare. Uh, By that, I mean that uh, it is cost-effective and it has maximum impact. Yeah. You don't... uh, you don't uh, move or you don't invest hugely in your army, in your defense uh, or in a war. Uh, You just uh, use minimum resources uh, to raise... Of, you know, even a dozen terrorists and you send them across and they can create havoc. So, you know, that, so, yeah, you're absolutely right with what you've said. But my question was, assuming, let's say, hypothetical situation that Pakistan dispenses all the cross-border terrorism, mm-hmm. becomes a quote-unquote friend ready to come to the table. Point is, India has no, uh, uh, you know, there is no, uh, how shall I put it, uh, no advantage or whatever, uh, uh, you know, in those talks. What has India to gain from those talks? 
You're right. Because uh, I, I don't see any grouse. I mean, what what is it that India has to gain? I mean, you've basically narrated exactly yeah. what everyone knows, yeah. which is that Pakistan would never be friends with India, yeah. existential mm. threat and yeah. so many other yeah. geopolitical scenarios. Yeah. Let us say dispenses with terrorism. And okay, let's let's have talks. What has India to gain well, from yeah, this? Well, yeah, even if that's dispensed away yeah. what do we want to talk about right <laughs> let's exactly. talk about the good things so that's I the guess. point yeah, <laughs> like I, the trade I, I, I don't that. think India really has an incentive to um, you know hold talks with Pakistan India doesn't get to gain anything this is different whether from it's, uh, Israel whether it's, and Palestine yeah we'll whether get, it's whether it's grouse. economy whether it's um, defense whether it's trade on any level, I don't think India really has an incentive uh, because uh, except for Pakistan, you if you really look at the globe, India is actually um, has a great relations with Muslim countries um, in Middle East, including Palestine, where uh, President Modi recently went and announced uh, massive uh, development uh, projects. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're right, Anand. I would agree with you. Yeah, but I was just wondering, I mean, and then Anand, you can come in that perhaps... I, I'm, I see your point that there's no peace possibility, but perhaps you can at least contain it by dialogue, the situation, because things were not this bad, right? Like we've had multiple terror okay, attacks. I have, to, I, have to, I have to interrupt you right here. When we keep saying uh, that things were not this bad, we are actually promoting a false narrative. Mm. The fact is that India and Pakistan were into an eyeball-to-eyeball -eyeball, uh, confrontation soon after the parliament, uh, parliament attack. Yeah, um, almost war. That was yeah, almost that was almost war. And uh, Kargil 99 uh, war was a real war, uh, a conventional war. Also, the level of violence that you see in Kashmir today is, is less, is way, way, way less than the, the violence 90s. in the early 90s. Mm. Um, the number of terror organizations that were operational in, in Kashmir and not just Kashmir, but across the country, you have had, you know, uh, Mumbai attacks. That was uh, mm. 2611 was what could be yeah. worse than that? Yeah. You know, in one day you had m such massive violence. In terms of Kashmir though, in the past 10 years, let's yeah, say in the past 10 years, has this, have we seen the last, say maybe one year as massive, like major in terms of casualties and attacks on army camps, attacks on... Uh, uh, y yes, you could say that, you know, I'd say it, past not 10 even years, in 10 not years, no, not mm. even in 10 years. Uh, if you look at, uh, I, did, Kargil, maybe. I did mention that from 2008 to 2010, uh, Kashmir did witness massive violence in mm. 2010, for example, over 100 uh, youth were killed in Kashmir in on, on the streets. Mm. So, um, no, uh, I wouldn't say that, you know, things are worse now. Mm. I would say things are actually pretty much in control. Especially, uh, <clears throat> there was a period after 2010 when there was a drop in counterinsurgency operations in Kashmir. Um, it was a policy choice, I would say. The fact that the number of militants which, you know, uh, went up from 2010, as I did point out earlier, that 2010 was actually the fulcrum of the new age militancy that we are witnessing now. People who entered uh, this new age militancy came out 
from 2010 violence it created so much anger and so much you know resentment and uh, and also against the army and the state that i think a lot of the young now i mean they just don't care they just don't care about their lives they the lives in front of them in 1990 uh, mm. you know um, because i've grown up there and i remember in 1989 i used to see uh, young kids um, as young as you know Eight year old boys, six year old boys on the streets lobbing mm. petrol bombs on on the CRPF. Uh, see, youth never cares whether it's in Palestine, whether it's in Kashmir, whether it's in Haryana, mm. whether it's in Kerala. They never care. Youth is, you know, mm. youth. They have the adrenaline rush and they have to sort of channelize it somewhere. Yeah, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say that you know this this narrative that it's worse and it's usually con- good to actually then employ young people for your cause, whatever it is, because you'll find the most they're willing to do or go that extra mile. And yeah, I mean, mm. if you look at even um, it, at Middle East or you know African wars and civil wars in Africa, it's always the youth who drive these you know civil war violent movements it's not the you know middle aged or or the uh, people senior citizens of of any country yeah. your uh, view anand on what on on lots of <laughs> on, on whatever take your pick uh, take the conversation forward or pick on whatever we've said or maybe you want to okay wanna, say hmm. uh, okay television media's take on uh, kashmir hmm. uh, was is perhaps a reflection of an absent part of the discourse for say last 20 25 years like I that the rela- the relationship of uh, say mainland voices with kashmir mm. so uh, that was missing in media I means what the rest, rest of ordinary indians think about kashmir mm. so that has perhaps uh, got a voice through those television channels sometimes lunatic sometimes uh, means uh, magnifying those voices mm. means that was abs- earlier it was very strategic intellectual or diplomatic kind of perspectives that were getting their way to media but now the relationship of mainland india not saying that kashmir is not part of mainland india but with kashmir that has somehow got reconfigured in television discourse means that 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 is one thing second is that kashmir like all conflict zones in the world is an overcovered region means international media everyone everything is covered that is true covered so reporters find it very happening and is a place to cover so there is also an oversupply of narratives that's also a crisis <laughs> so 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 uh, i can just imagine this news consumer bombarded with narratives so, crisis so uh, uh, and uh, a third thing is uh, like uh, say what was the last highest dip, uh, level uh, talks uh, happened that was in december when ajit dovel met uh, yeah, his counterpart in bangkok i think so uh, and what was the last statement india's last statement was that uh, uh, till terror is not addressed there is no point talking now the, the uh, old diplomatic school and the current governmental uh, position differ there are some old diplomats arguing that no talk is neither forward nor backward it is no move at all whereas uh, <laughs> and the, there is a school of diplomacy arguing that uh, but 
talks are po pointless too. Means uh, you don't have, as they were arguing, any diplomatic advantage to gain through talks. Mm -hmm. So uh, that is a zero-sum game being played out. So uh, so uh, that has always been the case. So. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I am talking as pointlessly as the talks would be. <laughs> so, 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 yeah. <laughs> Without a business class ticket. <laughs> I think there was, uh, uh, on the back of this, there was... सोल्यूशन की तरफ हम बढ़ रहे हैं अब इसमें एक जो नुकसान है इस पूरी पॉलिसी में जो ये जिस जिस आरती ने बताया कि हम गलत फॉल्स नेरेटिव की तरफ जा रहे हैं कि राइस हो गया है लेकिन हम पिछले एक दशक में देखेंगे तो जो सबसे बड़ा नुकसान हुआ है अभी मतलब अभी इस सरकार की पॉलिसी से कि हम बात ही नहीं करेंगे वो नुकसान ये हुआ है कि जो एक दशक में अचीवमेंट था और ये केवल मोदी की सरकार की लापरवाही नहीं है ये यूपीए पी वन टू में हुआ जो सीज़ फायर हुआ जिस जिस प्रेशर में सीज़ फायर हुआ आफ्टर पार्लियामेंट अटैक और जिस तरह से दोनों सेनाएँ आप दोनों देश आपस में आपने सामने खड़े थे उसके बाद उसका जितने बेहतरीन तरीके से अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी की सरकार के टाइम पे इस्तेमाल हुआ था जिस और जिस तरह से दबाव में आके जिसे आरती का की पॉलिसी के तौर पे उन्होंने उस समय चेंजेस किए थे सीज़ फायर हुआ बहुत डाउन हो गई कैजुअलिटीज डाउन हो गई उसके बाद की सरकारों ने उसको और उससे बढ़ाने का उसको एक स्टेप आगे ले जाने की जो कोशिशें होनी चाहिए थी या उसमें जो इम्प्रूवमेंट होनी चाहिए थी वो कोशिश कम रही और अब उसका बहुत वर्स्ट फॉर्म दिख रहा है दूसरा ये कि हम ये नहीं कह सकते कि आप ये मतलब पूरे ओवरऑल पर्सपेक्टिव में देखेंगे 50 साल के या करगिल के कॉन्सेप्ट में तो ऑब्वियसली ये कम लगेंगी जैसा नहीं लेकिन ये तो है ये कि जो अटल बिहारी वाजपेयी के बाद से और करगिल या जो हमने पार्लियामेंट अटैक के बाद से अचीव किया था उसमें तो उसका तो नुकसान हुआ ही हुआ है और चाहे वो पठानकोट का अटैक हो या अभी की जो स्थिति है उसमें एक और चीज़ है कि अब वो सिविलियन के ऊपर हमले नहीं है ज़्यादातर सब स्टैब्लिशमेंट सिक्योरिटी और जो सरकार के जो प्रतीक हैं उनके ऊपर जो हमले हो रहे हैं तो उन हमलों के ऊपर ऑब्वियसली जो एक सरकार इस तरह की है हमारे पास उसकी ये आज की तारीख में मिलिट्री माइट है यही सारी चीज़ें मिलके आपको ये बेसिकली बारगेन की आपके टूल्स हैं कि आपको उस टू वहाँ तक लाएंगे बातचीत की टेबल तक लाएंगे कि आप अपनी मिलिट्री माइट का इस्तेमाल करेंगे वो इस सरकार के साथ जो दुविधा दिख रही है कि बात तो नहीं करेंगे बहुत साफ है कि बात नहीं करेंगे लेकिन उसके बाद जब जो अचीवमेंट करना है जो डिप्लोमेटिक चैनल से फिर जिन चीज़ों को अचीव करना है जिसको आर्मी के जरिए अचीव करना है वो अचीवमेंट नहीं है अटैक वैसे ही हो रहे हैं आर्मी के फ्रंट पे फेलियर बार बार आर्मी के स्टेब्लिशमेंट पे अटैक हो रहे हैं आई थिंक एक बहुत स्कैरी चीज एक्चुअली है कि कितने हाउ वनरेबल आर आर आर्मी कैम्प आर्मी कैम्प दैट यू है see that i mean army people crp exactly. people are to living so vulnerable yeah. like camps diplomatic channel mein utne effective sabit ho pa rahe hain ना आर्मी माइट के उसमें कि हम उसको पूरी तरह से रोक पाने में सक्षम हो रहे हैं और हमारे पास सबसे बहुत पावरफुल मैंडेट वाली सरकार है जिसका पूरा मतलब जिसका मैंडेट ही यही है जिसका हमेशा से कहना यही है कि कश्मीर हमारे एजेंडे में सबसे ऊपर है उस कश्मीर में हम पिछले 20 साल 25 साल 30 साल 
के दौरान कोई भी एक बड़ा अंतर नहीं देख पा रहे कि उस कश्मीर की हालत में बदलाव आया है ऑल ऑफ यू लिस्निंग इन द छोटा हफ्ता डू सब्सक्राइब हफ्ता We will see you again next week with the Hafta. Till then, subscribe, pay to keep news free. Because when the public pays, the public is served, and advertisers pay. Advertisers served. Thank you. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. and subscribe to our youtube channel